Gearcast Podcast Emporium. Horses are definitely demons. Welcome to Alphabet Flight, an encyclopedic Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with a guest and we talk about the characters we all know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper and with me today is the amicable Ryan Lynch. I'll, I'll accept amicable. How is everybody doing? <laughs> Goliath! Okay. It's oh, not wait. the Goliath you're thinking of. Okay. Depending on which Goliath you're thinking of. There was three of them. Four of them. Four Goliaths, I think. Okay, where there's there's Bill Foster. Yes, Hank who you've done before. He's not currently Goliath. Okay. The Black Goliath, because he didn't turn into Goliath until Civil War, where he got killed. Yeah, there was Hank Pym. Who is not that one. There, Hawkeye was Goliath for a while. Who's also not that one. I don't know the fourth one. <laughs> well... Uh, do you know who... Well, they all have the same powers. Yes, they grow real big. They they, they, they go from small boys, they want to be big boys. Yes! To big boys. Um, well, this is Eric Johnston, a former soldier of fortune, smuggler, and now professional criminal. Okay, so does he also grow big? He, he turns into a big boy. Okay. So, um... Great, so I host a comic book podcast and I'm 0 for 3 here. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> oh, man, you, I had hope for you. I came on the show to try to build my brand, and all it's done is squandered it. I'm gonna have to take away your nerd card, you uh, fake nerd. I know. I'm, I'm ashamed. Uh, well, okay, his former aliases was Power Man and Smuggler. Okay, well, Power Man is also like three other people. Because there's currently two Power Man, Power Men's. Yeah, well, there's the original one from the 60s, but he, like, died right away. Yeah, then there's Luke Cage. Then there's Luke Cage. Then, well, no, yeah, then there was this guy, and then there's the current Power Man, who gets more power from his chi whenever he has more information and cultural things. What? No, it's weird. That's... <laughs> He's in, he's in, uh, U.S. Avengers right now. Okay. He also, well, formal New Avengers. Um, he's also taught by both Power Man and Iron Fist. And the reason why he took Power Man is because, uh, Iron Fist is just like, hey, it'll, it'll piss off Luke Cage. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, there's also a former villain turned into a good guy. Who also, who took Iron Fist because it would piss off Iron Fist. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the best. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, I really like, uh, US Avengers. I mean, Ali Wing, anytime he writes a team book, it's great. Which, you want to know my secret dream that I'm going to put out there in the universe? Okay. I want to talk to Ali Wing. You want to just talk to him? <laughs> I just want to talk, I want to talk to him, maybe even have it recorded. That doesn't seem that hard. Just go to a con and talk to him or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Maybe have, no. Like, I kind of want to have him on, like, something like this. Oh. Yeah. A podcast, you A say. podcast, <laughs> yeah. I, I, he does podcasts, I know that. 
You should just ask him. He's like, I feel like he's that right level of comic book writer where like, he's not an architect of the universe, but he's also not like some nobody. And he, so he's also like well respected. Yeah. But, like, I mean, not like some universally really known. Good stuff. Uh, but yeah, maybe I'll ask the social media manager of the Twitter to reach out to him. Yeah, why not? What's the worst that they could say? No? Yeah, but oh man, if that does happen, no. I guess the worst they could say is, we listen to your show and it sucks and we don't want to be on it. <laughs> oh, that would. I'd probably have to quit. I'd, I'd just... And now we're coming to your house and we're gonna rip up all your comic books. <laughs> oh no, I have a lot that I like. And then they'll take your nerd card and give it back to me, and I'll say, my revenge is finally complete. <laughs> oh. Well, you know who would definitely do something like that? This Goliath. Yeah, the Smuggler. What a great name. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay, that's that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Oh, wait. He has a mid mid uh Midwestern accent, which makes him less intimidating to me. Okay. Unless maybe that's just to, like, it's like a feint, you know, like you, he lures you into this false sense of security, and then he smuggles your stuff. <laughs> okay, c- c- here's all of his group affiliations. Okay. He was a former partner of the Swordsman, who okay. I think at this time was a good guy, working with the Avengers? Maybe. When was this? 87. 87. Maybe. Like, I know it was in the 80s or 70s. It might be 70s or 80s. I might be mixing it up, but... I don't really know a lot of main Avengers canon. I'm more of a West Coast Avengers kind of guy. Ally the Enchantress. Okay, so he's a... So, okay, Swordsman is probably a bad guy at this point, then. Well, he former partner. Oh, that's true, that's true. Yeah. Um, he henchman of the Black Widow, and this is before she was a good guy. Okay. Uh, the Red Skull. The Mandarin. Count Nefaria. And the Grim Reaper. This guy gets around! And the member of the Lethal Legion and the new Masters of Evil. Yeah, this guy's like, he's got some Rolodex of villains here. He's basically a henchman. He's got much more henchman cred, though, than that guy from the Glorian episode. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, that, guy, that guy didn't even have dreams! <laughs> No! <laughs> His dreams were insufficient for the dreamer. Yeah, so this guy dreams big. He's with, like, everybody. Yeah, um, he first showed up as Power Man in Avengers 21, so he's okay. a very early character. That I do also have in front of me. Um, he... Yeah, this, that came out in October 65, also written by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Oh, he is the original Power Man, then. Yeah, oh, he is the original Power Man. Okay. Um, And that was called The Bitter Taste of Defeat. So apparently he punched the crap out of everyone. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. He really punches... He punches Captain... On one page, he punches Captain America in the face four times. <laughs> oh, crap! I thought he... Am I wrong? I thought he died. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Wonder Man. Yes, which he has a huge connection to yeah. for some reason. Um, <laughs> uh, then he showed up as the Smuggler and Spectacular Spider-Man uh, number 49. And then he was the third Goliath in Iron Man annual number 7. 
Yeah, because his first Power Man story, it was a two-parter. And back then, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. Like, I mean, he's been around for a long time. He's been in 396 issues, and he's even been in... He's been in, like, three or four incarnations of the Thunderbolts as well. Okay, yeah, so this is a real guy. Yep. And he goes by Atlas now, as well. Oh, that actually does sound kind of familiar. Yeah, he's been in, like, he's been in so many versions of the Thunderbolts. It's, um, but, uh, but here's his origin. So he was a mercenary hired by Nazi scientists. A soldier of fortune, as the encyclopedia yeah. previously stated. The Nazi scientist Baron Heinrich Simo, mm-hmm. who was one of the architects of Hydra. Okay, sorry, I just wanted to <laughs> say that. Go. Because apparently Hydra isn't a Nazi organization. They're just associated. Yeah. Um, Thank, thanks, by, Nick Spencer. Thanks, thanks, Nick Spencer. And the, uh, Zemo built a machine that could project an unknown form of mutagenic radiation, ionic rays, capable of bestowing superhuman strength to, uh, to, to a subject. His first subject was Simon Wilson. Also known as Spider, Wonder Man. not Spider Man. Also known as Spider Man, <laughs> Wonder Man, Wonder Man. He uh, died. Yes, he did. And then also yes. he's tied into the really complicated Vision stuff. Yeah. Well, because like if you if you go by tangential lines, Ultron is related to Wonder Man. They're all and like Hank Pam. happy brothers. They're all happy brothers. And then he fled South America after. Shortly, um, he left his ionic rays machine functional. Um, Johnston, who was wounded by South American authorities in his latest smuggling venture, soft ref- sought refuge in Varen Zemo's now abandoned fortress and learned in the machine. Oh my god, sorry. I need to go through his backstory just to show how little this matters. About two pages of this for this. Henchman. Uh, then, uh, the Enchantress was like, yo, what's up? And he, and the Enchantress was, uh, was like, hey, we can make you not dying with the Ionic Ray treatment. And then he accepted. And then he got the physical powers roughly equivalent to Wonder Man. Yeah. Which they're basically like, Kind of like, they're not like Superman strength, but they're not weak. They're not weak. They're real strong. Yeah. I should say that. Uh, and then, and then he got the, then he was called Wonder, not Wonder Man, Power Man by the Enchantress and gave him a suit, a costume. And, uh, then he defeated the Offender, Avengers. For a little bit, but then it f- failed. Whenever they weren't dis uh dis wait, they weren't discredited, and the enchantress disappeared. Yeah, she the enchantress always does that. She's like, "Here's superpowers to a bad guy," and the bad guy loses, and she's like, "Peace." Then he met with the criminal swordsman and Russian spy, the Black Widow, uh-huh. who was brainwashed by the Red Chinese. Man, early Avengers issues were bonkers. They were. <laughs> but, I mean, they were, like, uh, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. 
I'll go to bat for like 95% of Stan Lee's stuff and say that he's like absolutely amazing. But his Avengers is just bad until Roy Thomas takes over. <laughs> I, I will go to bat for, I'll go to bat for a, like a lot of Stan Lee stuff just because he, I feel like he and Jack Kirby, even though they didn't, weren't the best of friends by the end, they worked well together because Jack Kirby does some way out there stuff and Stan Lee was able to rein it in a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think that the reason why I don't always say, like, it's all Jack Kirby is because, like, the stuff Stan Lee did with Ditko is amazing, and my favorite Stan Lee work is on Silver Surfer, and that's with Bushema. Yeah, and, and like, and like Stan Lee is, he, like, as crappy as he, as crappy as he can be yeah. uh, business-wise and everything, I still think he's fairly good at working with artists and making a interesting story. Yeah, as if you separate his personal practices from his creative practices, I think it's a lot easier to digest. Yes. But uh speaking of uh people that are easy di- to digest, I guess, <laughs> uh Goliath. Um because oh, he's big and he can eat people. <laughs> yes. Uh big gulp. Yeah. <laughs> then he worked with the Red Skull, then he worked with the Mandarin. So he's been a henchman with the henchman of the best. Yeah, and then he was contacted by Grim Reaper and invited to join the Lethal League for the express purpose of exacting revenge on the Avengers. I feel like they that's like every club. Like, how many groups get together to exact revenge on the Avengers? A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot does. Um... He started to lose his powers. And he became man. He was no longer power man. (laughs) He was just man. (laughs) And then he, like, shelved the costume and worked as a smuggler. And that's when he called himself the smuggler? Yeah. And then he was uh, sought out by Count Nefaria. Mm -hmm. Who uh, gave him a chance of his former strength and a change of special services. And then he got some strength enhancement and then he was back to being power man or no is this when he became goliath no no it's still not there yet <laughs> <laughs> like, no see like a lot of this is pointless right yeah well most of it is uh then he escaped when the avengers were battling uh nefaria um and then you know he kept on doing smuggling and then when he was set free after being incarcerated for the second time, um, he heard of a criminal scientist in L.A. who specialized the study in study of s- superhuman powers, Dr. Carl Malice. Yeah, sounds like a nice guy, Dr. Malice. <laughs> and he's going to be in one of these books. He's apparently in the M's because they go by last name. So I guess we're going to talk about Malice at some point. Interesting. And then he met with Malice and he made a bargain to renew his lost strength. But Malice didn't renege on the deal like uh, Nefaria did. And then he gave him a abstract of the growth formula created by Dr. Henry Pym or Mm -hmm. Hank Pym. If you're nasty. (laughs) Uh, speaking of people who have a million different uh, identities, uh, Ant-Man. 
or Hank Pym or Yellow Jacket uh, or Doctor Pym or Yellow Pym Jacket or, or Goliath, Goliath. yeah or Wasp at some point yeah well um oh that's right I was he ever Yellow Jacket I think I'm thinking of no he was, he was Yellow Jacket he was okay. Yellow Jacket okay. He also, but Yellow Jacket became another another one of his villains because he yeah. only has sights changing villains. Mm -hmm. In in defense of Power Man and in defense of Marvel, I do have to say I think they have a lot of these villains that they like that even though they're not really working and they're not really catching on, they like really try them in a lot of different ways. Like, like as much as I was complaining about his backstory, he does have a long history of being in the Thunderbolts and being his own character. Yeah. And everything. He eventually gets out of being just a henchman. But, like, Marvel keeps characters around even when they don't really deserve it. <laughs> and honestly, that's part of why I tend to like Marvel a lot. Because, like, you can get those, like, really deep cuts showing up pretty much anywhere because like there's one continuity nerd because it's like hey i read about him or her when i was a young let's make them a major person yeah in my story uh if you'd like to see that happening uh jason aaron and the orb for he's one sin. of the only people who uses the orb mm -hmm. the orb shows up in at least one major arc of all of his comics yeah <laughs> Including the Doctor Strange one, which was one of the creepiest comics I read. And then the orb was there. <laughs> and the orb was there. Well, no, the orb issue of uh, that one was he's still going around, and instead of being a bad guy, quote-unquote, he's a good guy, and he's trying to gather information mm -hmm. by basically watching serial killers and people murder. And whenever they don't do what he wants, he murders them, because that was what's supposed to happen. Yeah. But he's being good. And not a bad guy. It was <laughs> yeah. a real creepy issue. Yeah, but that's pretty much, you know, most of it. Uh, let me get to his powers. Um, he has uh, glowing eyes like Wonder Man. Cool power. He can, <laughs> he can get up to 60 feet tall. That's pretty tall. Yeah, he is pretty tall. But you know what that also makes him? Twice as tall as Galactus. Wait. Galactus is only 30 feet tall? No, he's 28 feet tall. How is that? No, no, I had a really big break, I had a breakdown about a future episode coming out this week of this recording about Galactus. I got legit sad. No, that can't be right, because he's, like, bigger than skyscrapers. According to this book. The official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Well, maybe this was like, because didn't he die for a while? And he was also like, during Mark Wade's Fantastic Four, he like showed up as a guy. Maybe at this point, because this handbook's what, from 87, you said? Yeah. Maybe at this point, he was like depowered or something. See, I don't know. See, all I know is what this book tells me. And it says he's 28 feet tall. But that can't be. That's... No, I know. No, he's a tiny little baby at that height. That has to be, that has to be from, like, there was some weird continuity thing at the time. It has, yeah, it has to be because he's bigger than uh, skyscrapers if my house is a skyscraper. Yeah, but like, in his, in Fantastic Four 50, he's like super bigger than buildings. No, no, that's the miniature world, <laughs> apparently. Oh, that's, that must be what it is. Everything is actually, like, the Marvel Universe 
is actually very small compared to ours. Yeah, they're the Micronauts. It's, yeah, the Micronauts is like the tiny, even tinier versions. But he can get big and stay big for a while. Is there any limit to how long he can stay big? Um, not really. I feel like as a smuggler, being really big would be, like, helpful. You just get really big and, like, fill your pockets and just walk, and you're like, hey, I smuggled all the drugs. Well, uh, he, okay, so he can get to six to six feet to 60 foot in 30 seconds, and when he's tired, it takes him a lot longer. Okay. And he can be 60 foot for about, for several hours. That's a, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, how long do you need to be a big guy? Depends on what you got going on. I mean, I probably not more than a few hours. Yeah. He also has pirate boots, so that makes him better. That's than awesome. Yeah. Yep. I only met one person who didn't like the pirate boots. Was it Tom Hanks and Captain Phillips? <laughs> yeah. I, that's the only person I could think of who's been wronged by, but maybe Peter Pan, I guess, would have been a better joke. He is not pro pirate. <laughs> He's not pro-pirate, but he's also a serial killer. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's let's go through. I mean, I don't know how interesting that is going to be to listen to, but I need to tell you how much information they put in this one character. When they could have just said, he teamed up with a lot of people, he used to be Power Man. Mm-hmm. And that's it. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, like... Yeah, but whatever. It's it's all good. Um, so let's go and do our plugs. Cool. So I mentioned the shows a couple times, but I'm gonna spotlight a couple specific episodes for each that I did over the last month, because one of our regular hosts, Phil, is on a month-long honeymoon, so I took over the feed and decided to bring in a lot of interesting people to talk to, and on Divisive Issues... I talked to, we mentioned it briefly before, but uh, I talked to four different people with very different opinions about Nazi Captain America and like what the character means to them and stuff like that. And that you could find on the Divisive Issues feed. And for Oops, I Talk Politics, I sat down with three progressive women and we talked about lots of different you know, issues facing women in 2017 America. And it was really great. And at We'll Get It Right Next Year, we had a really weird hypersexual episode with my little brother that I think is episode nine or eight. I don't know. Look for the one with Sean Lynch. It's really weird. <laughs> and that's with Michael M. Raider, who's also been on this show before. Well, uh, my name is Jesse, and I don't want to do my plugs again. So there you go. <laughs> Listen to the earlier ones. Like, cool. So I I hope to see you guys wherever. You could join our Facebook group. It's called Oops, I Talk Divisive Issues. And that's where you can find all of this junk. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, by one plug. Uh, go to Curiocast Curio uh, Podcast Emporium <laughs> Group, which is the unofficial official network thing for all my podcasts that it's apparently not working. So, you know, it's whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, but, also, yeah. if anyone's interested, I forgot to mention this. We just, at the time of recording, we've just started uh, live streaming D&D on Twitch. A lot of our hosts and some other people, including the aforementioned Sean, my little brother, and Sly and Daryl from Oops and Divisive, 
if you go to Stoop Kid Lives On on Twitch, you can watch us play D&D once a week. And you'll see all our previous videos and all that stuff. So, um, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Can't you protect night travels? Ooh.